You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, it's Adam. This is Rico Daily. Yesterday, we covered how TikTok can influence product trends, and today we're diving into a cultural trend that dominated For You pages last week. If you were Zeta at the University of Alabama, please come to the stage for a roll call. The world recently got some big news. Emily got a bid from Five Mew. If you're on TikTok, chances are you were waiting for that update because last week was Rush Week at the University of Alabama and TikTok turned into Rush Talk with videos from potential new recruits documenting every high and low of the week-long process. But why did these videos take over TikTok? Rebecca Jennings is a reporter who covers internet culture for the goods at Vox. She recently dug into why Bama Rush videos went viral and what it says about our society as a whole. She joins us now to tell us more. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, Adam. So, Rebecca, before we even get into the videos on TikTok, for the folks at home who don't know, what's Rush Week? (laughs) So, Rush Week is the process of rushing a sorority. So, like, trying out to be accepted into one of the sororities at your university. Um, So each day there's a different activity. At the start, there's convocation. It's like the kickoff event. Then there's philanthropy day where you go around to all of the sorority houses and learn about what their charitable cause is. Maybe it's breast cancer awareness. Maybe it's literacy, things like that. Then there's sisterhood day where you meet with like as many different people in the sorority as you possibly can. You have a lot of, lot of discussions. And the, the second to last day is prep day where you narrowed it down to your top houses it was so good. I'm so in love with both of the houses that I went to. I would be more than happy to get a bid from either one of them. And then the final day is bid day, where you get to find out which sorority has offered you a bid. And as you can imagine, this process is extremely stressful, especially at schools where Greek life is super, super important. It can kind of of change the trajectory of your whole life, certainly your social life at college and possibly beyond. Even if you're in a sorority, you have to do so much prep in order to welcome these recruits because, you know, you're trying to recruit them as well. So it's sort of just this everybody gets no sleep, working and talking all the time, and then finally it's over. (laughs) All right. Thank you for explaining. I've always been kind of aware of Rush Week, what it is broadly, but never knew about the play-by-play. But as I understand it, it's an especially big deal at the University of Alabama. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Like recruitment is like a months-long process where people that are already in the sororities are prepping. They have to get to know every single PNM, which is potential new member, and like memorize all these facts about them, like stalk them on social media, basically. There are all these kind of coordinated dress check type things where like you have to show 
the board of your sorority, like what you're going to wear on each day. And they get to like give you notes about it. And there's rules about what you can and can't talk about. Like you're not supposed to talk about like alcohol or partying or, or boys or politics. Um, and at the University of Alabama, there's more than 2000 people participating in this every year. So it's a huge, huge event. And how is all this happening during the pandemic? Well, so last year it happened virtually. So that's like not as fun. Uh, But this year, you know, since most colleges are going back on campus, they're having in-person events. This is pretty much entirely in person. So it's it's like typical rush. So that brings us back to why we're talking about this, which is that we've been seeing a lot of these events play out for different PNMs uh, on TikTok. Can you describe some of the videos that you've seen and kind of like how you got pulled into Bama Rush TikTok? Yeah, totally. So I I guess you can sort of see it as like different layers. So like it started on TikTok as, you know, girls who were going through Rush were documenting their outfits that they were wearing for each day, philanthropy day, sisterhood day, et cetera. And, you know, they were like, big day OOTD. OOTD, which stands for outfit of the day. It's a common acronym on Instagram and social media. And they would they would show their outfit and be like, well, my dress is from Nordstrom. My shoes are from Amazon. My jewelry is from Kendra Scott, something like that. Outfit of the day. Top we got. Cute. Love her. This next scarf is from Market. Sorry. This little, it's a scrunchie, but I'm using it as a bracelet. And it's from PJ Maxx. This is from. And it was just like the showcase of this very particular subset of Southern sorority girl fashion for, you know, 18, 17, 18, 19 year olds. And and people were just very fascinated by the specific aesthetic that a lot of these girls were showing. So that was that was sort of like, okay, we're we're invested in this. And then it just started showing up on more and more people's for you pages uh, because it was this very like novel thing that was taking place. You know, we didn't have Rush last year. So this is kind of the first time that the big TikTok audience gets to see what this is like. But then beyond that, people got really, really invested in where these girls were rushing and like whether they would get a bid. Justice for Michaela. Why was she dropped? This is not okay. What is going on in Alabama right now? How could they do this to our girl? And so there was this whole week-long process that audiences got to watch in real time as they like kind of made these parasocial relationships with these individual girls who then finally at the end of the week, you get to see where they end up. Like, are they going to end up in Find You? Are they going to end up in 80 Pie? You know, it's like for me as someone who did not go to a school that even had Greek life, really, this is so fascinating to me. And it just became this like huge event that we could all root for. So the way you're describing all this, it sounds to me a lot like reality TV. Oh, totally. I think that's like the most major draw to it. And like when I was watching it, when it was like kind of happening and you didn't know where they were all going to end up, to me, it kind of felt like Love Island. You know, you're seeing all these like pretty people who are like the stakes feel really high for them. Like they're trying to find their perfect match. It's it's not necessarily like a boyfriend, but it's, you know, a house that could maybe change your whole life. Oh, my gosh. It's prep day. I can't believe it. Tomorrow's bed day. Um, We find out our schedules when we get to the row. So I'll let you guys know if I can. But this is the outfit. What do we think? What do we think? And the stakes are so high for them. But for you as the viewer, they're relatively low. This doesn't really matter to us in the grand scheme of things, but it clearly matters to them. Anyway, I'm really nervous, (laughs) but really excited and uh, praying every five minutes. But um, yeah, it's going to be good. And that's what makes for amazing reality TV. (laughs) And there was also sort of a layer of commentary on top of that. Can you tell us a little bit about that, too? 
you know, videos from the sororities or from alums? So once this started going really viral and people beyond just the bubble of Southern sorority girls were seeing these, there was a lot of uh, explainer TikToks from people who had either been to the University of Alabama or or nearby universities and explaining what Rush is actually like. So you found yourself on Alabama Rush TikTok or you're on people who are on Alabama Rush TikTok TikTok and you're wondering what in the world Rush is. Welcome to History Class. I've got you covered. This is there were people who were like, how... why am I so invested in this? I'm a 30-year-old man in Ireland. Like, I have no idea what this is like. And yet I'm sitting here, like, waiting. And so there was this huge influx of attention on this one very specific subculture, which, you know, is always kind of like a messy thing when that happens. And people were talking about the issues in the Greek life system, which has been talked about for, you know, many years now. And... It's just like drawing new attention on this system that a lot of people don't know a lot about. Can you expand on that? What are some of the issues that people are talking about? I think as everybody knows, like sororities and fraternities have a huge history of racism and sexism and elitism. There was a video that Cosmo magazine made on TikTok that was just reminding people that Like, FYI, sororities at the University of Alabama were only desegregated in 2013, which is less than 10 years ago, which is crazy. Um, And that was only after, like, protests from people. It was, like, it was a huge deal. You know, in in fraternities, rape culture is everywhere. Hazing is tolerated. Um, Less so on sororities now, but, you know, and fraternities are far more secretive than sororities, which is probably one of the reasons why we're not seeing a ton of, you know, frat rushes posting about what they're wearing to frat rush also, because that would be boring as hell. Um, but it's, it's just a very secretive and very exclusive culture that has a pretty gnarly history. And even if you do fit into that standard of like, you're a wealthy white woman who, you know, is really pretty and has really good grades and, you know, every sorority would want you. It's still like so stressful and really just like, do we want to be putting 18-year-old girls in this hierarchical social ranking system. Like, I talked to my friend who was a sorority girl at Auburn, and she was just like, Rush Week was like the worst week of my life. And that's not that uncommon for people to say. So I'm sure these videos were popular with students, especially at the University of Alabama, who maybe knew some of these people. And In America, there has always been kind of a fascination with Greek life and pop culture dating all the way back to Animal House. But why did this blow up so big on TikTok and show up in everybody's feed, especially those that aren't in college or even close to college? I think that's one of the most interesting things about it and why, you know, this happens so much on TikTok. You get one really niche subculture that people are like, oh, this is super novel. I've never seen anything like this. And then they're like, whoa, how did I end up on University of Alabama Rush Week TikTok? And then from there, we get, you know, people kind of meta commenting on the phenomenon that was happening on TikTok and thereby like proliferating it further. Hey, everybody. My barrettes are from Safeway. My uh, glasses are from Clackamas Eye Care. My earrings are from a vendor in the lobby. And my shirt is from Catherine's. And so whenever people stumble upon a community, I think a similar analogy can be when sea shanties were big on TikTok. And it's not because they were super big. It was because this one video happened to go viral and it was like, whoa, I'm on sea shanty TikTok. How cool. And then it was like, everyone's doing sea shanties. 
And so once that starts to happen, it just speeds up super, super quickly. Last week, we saw this all happen in the span of about three days. That's how fast it happens. Like everybody on the app is talking about this. And then it's kind of died out in three days. So from a technical perspective, how does this happen on TikTok? I know TikTok doesn't work quite like Instagram or Facebook where people like stuff and comment and it gets voted up that way. TikTok has its sort of black box of what ends up on the For You page. Do we have any idea of sort of the... Uh, the math behind this? Yeah, we do, actually. I mean, TikTok definitely, like, everybody knows how TikTok is super, super good at getting to know exactly what individual people like and catering exactly to them. But what it also does is throw in a little sprinkle of randomness. Many people get just random videos on their For You page that have, like, two likes. And that's that's part of TikTok's algorithm. You know, if it only showed you the most viral videos, then discovery would be really, really hard. So, anything can end up going viral. That's why, you know, it's so much easier for a new person to go viral on TikTok versus a platform like Instagram or Twitter or Tumblr, et cetera. TikTok never explicitly boosted it. Um, TikTok has a Discover page that no one really uses because it clearly only shows the hashtags that ad campaigns are paying for. They're showing really, really like G-rated kind of like oh, people are using this new filter we created. It's a very weak reflection on what's actually happening on the app. And so, you know, this Bama Rush was not like some TikTok conspiracy that like, we're going to put this on everyone's For You page. It was sort of just people finding this and finding it interesting. So in your newsletter, you look back at all this and just seem like you thought this is all pretty weird. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think that we. I've just seen this happen so many times. Like the one of the biggest parallels I can draw is when two summers ago, all of a sudden people were talking about Visco girls and we all just communally made fun of this very specific subset of like white middle-class teenage girls. And, And this is, this happens over and over again. Like social media has always been obsessed with like young white women and looking at them and criticizing them. And basically anytime a new subculture or, you know, a niche subculture arises and then everybody suddenly gets to have an opinion on it. It just gets a little bit messy and it can often, you know, result in doxing and harassment and, you know, misogyny and racism. And my concern, I guess, is that this is just going to keep happening to every subculture. Like everybody's going to end up the main character at some point and people have to be prepared. And I think organizations have to be prepared, especially when, you know, we're talking about the Greek life system, which is historically very secretive and has some pretty strict rules on social media. It's like, I'm, I'm hoping that these girls are getting the support that they need from the organizations because I'm sure their lives have just been like absolutely insane the past week. Well, here's the hoping that the next thing that goes viral on TikTok will be fascinating and innocent and, uh, and weird, but yeah. <laughs> not too controversial. Exactly. Rebecca, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. And you can check out our show notes for a link to Rebecca's explainer on Rush Talk and subscribe to The Goods newsletter. Thank you for listening to Recode Daily. My name is Adam Clark Estes. This episode was produced by Alan Rodriguez Espinosa and engineered by Paul Mouncey. Let us know what you want to learn more about. Email us at recodedaily at recode.net.